This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Dr. Carl here. The avalanches we've all come to know crash down snow-covered mountains, smashing everything in their path. So imagine an avalanche that shifted a mass more than twice the volume of Mount Everest. Imagine the devastation. Well, it turns out this actually did happen in 1929, but nobody saw it. Why? Because it was entirely underwater. Now, the scientists call this ocean avalanche a turbidity current flow. Back in 1929, an earthquake triggered one of these massive underwater flows or avalanches at the Grand Banks in Newfoundland. The bottom of the ocean floor there was quite flat and hardly sloped at all, just one quarter of a degree. Even so, this allowed the sediment to slide downhill at nearly 70 kilometres per hour. By the time this underwater avalanche stopped, about 800 kilometres out to sea, it had shifted about 200 cubic kilometres of sand, mud and organic material. More than twice the volume of Mount Everest. The mass was roughly 14 times that of all the sediment dumped by all the rivers on Earth each year. The flow-on effects were destructive, triggering a tsunami that killed 25 people and cutting all the undersea telecommunication cables between North America and Europe. We've mapped about 9,000 very long and very deep undersea canyons on the ocean floors of the world. And it seems that they were carved out by enormous underwater avalanches. Right now, the Congo River is being studied intensively because it connects to the huge underwater Congo Canyon that reaches 35 kilometres inland and some 1,100 kilometres out to sea. As the Congo Canyon gets further from land, it gets deeper, reaching depths of some 4.8 kilometres. And it was all carved by underwater avalanches shifting muddy sediment. In October 2019, Dr Peter Telling from Durham University in the United Kingdom and colleagues anchored a dozen monitors above the ocean floor of the Congo Canyon, scattered along its entire 1,100-kilometre length. Among other things, the monitors measured the speed of the water. Now, the scientists thought they wouldn't find much, but to their surprise, they found about a dozen of these giant underwater avalanches. In January 2020... One of these zipped along the canyon floor at around 16 kilometres per hour, which is crazy fast for water. One after the other, the underwater measuring devices were torn from their mountings and popped to the surface. And because our world is so connected, each of them then sent an automated email to say that it was no longer hovering above the ocean floor. This underwater avalanche 
cut two major undersea telecommunication cables. And so the internet slowed enormously over much of Africa. Over January and March 2020, avalanches in the Congo Canyon shifted some two billion tonnes of sediment, about one quarter of all the dirt shifted by rivers each year. Now, there are two natural pathways for an underwater avalanche. Either it ramps up or it dies down. In the first case, the fast-moving underwater avalanche actually erodes the seabed, sometimes to depths of 30 metres. As it picks up extra sediment, it becomes heavier, denser and faster. Then these faster currents erode even more sediment and become even faster again. The engineers call this a positive feedback loop and this self-acceleration is called ignition. But all things must come to an end. And so further out to sea, where the ocean floor levels out, the avalanche dumps its sediment. It becomes less dense less massive, and so it slows down. It then drops more sediment and slows even more, and this negative feedback loop is called dissipation. Today, about 99% of all human telecommunications are carried out by some 2 million kilometres of undersea cables. Unfortunately, about 3% of these cables run across undersea canyons and are easily disrupted. In 2009, off the coast of Taiwan, telecom cables running across the Gaoping Canyon were sliced by an avalanche and it took 11 ships some 49 days to repair them. These underwater avalanches shift huge quantities of material that was originally on land down to the ocean floor. And it's not just sand and mud. It's also plastics, pharmaceuticals and pesticides and huge amounts of carbon in various organic chemicals. So the murky depths get even muddier. Not exactly a landslide victory for our sea floors. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.